Amy Kaufman. And I'm Lisa Damaris. And this is Appraiser Talk, the show where I ask Lisa, the Vice President of Appraisal Issues at the Appraisal Foundation, your appraisal questions. We answer questions from every corner of the appraisal profession, from consumers to appraisers and real estate to business valuation. Welcome to today's episode. Lisa, this week we're talking about advisory opinions versus standards. Here's our question. Do advisory opinions carry the same weight as standards? Yeah, that's a great question and a very good opportunity for us to talk about the difference between professional standards, which is USPAP, and advisory opinions. I agree. Let's start with the standards. What sets those apart? I'm glad you asked. Uh, the standards are the generally recognized ethical and performance standards for the appraisal profession in the United States. These are what make up the Uniform Standards of Professional Appraisal Practice, or USPAP. So USPAP consists of what we call rules, standards, and standards rules. These rules and standards are for all of appraisal practice and for all appraisal disciplines. That includes real estate, mass appraisal, personal property appraisal, and business appraisal. And here's the key thing with standards. The 55 states and territories and any real property appraiser who in those states are issued a state license or a state credential are required to comply with USPAP when those appraisers are completing appraisals for federally related real estate transactions. Standards, in other words, more or less become adopted into law in those states. Okay, so then what about advisory opinions? How are those different from the standards? Advisory opinions, in one easy word, are guidance, and they're related to standards. They don't create new standards or new requirements or prohibitions. Rather, they are written by the Appraisal Standards Board to illustrate the applicability of USPAP in specific situations. So advisory opinions are a reference tool for appraisers, enforcement officials, and users of appraisal services, and they can help explain to someone how USPAP might apply in different situations. Can you give us an example? Sure. So how about advisory opinion 21, USPAP compliance? I pick this one because I know this is one of the favorite AOs. We say AO for advisory opinion for short. This is one of the favorite AOs among our USPAP instructors including the current chair of the Appraisal Standards Board. So AO21 answers questions such as, when should an individual comply with USPAP? What is the relationship between valuation services and appraisal practice? What does acting as an appraiser or performing a service as an appraiser even mean? So if you really want to start to learn USPAP and how it applies, I highly recommend starting with reading Advisory Opinion 21. And when doing so, take a close look at the great graphic on page 111 of the current USPAP publication. That graphic explains a lot about USPAP in a very simple way. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in each week to Appraiser Talk. You can send in your questions to me at amy, A-M-Y, at appraisalfoundation.org, and you might just hear us answer it in a future episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Appraiser Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.